0: Over the last three years, I've gone across the country listening to voters as they tell me the kind of language they want to hear from their elected officials, unifying language, language that brings people together. So we went back into our vaults and brought out the best language from the politicians, and we took over 100 hours of political speeches from across the spectrum and showed them to Americans from across the country thanks to a technology called Instant Response. We were able to choose the best words, the best phrases, the best lines over the last few decades. The higher the lines climb, the more favorable the reaction. The green line represents Democrats. The red line represents Republicans. If the lines go to a 70, that's a good speech. If they go to 80, that's a great speech. And if the lines should cross that 90, that's truly exceptional. It's one of the top 1% of all political communications. And what you're gonna see right now are the top 10 measurements of great speeches by great politicians over the last few decades, starting off at number 10, Marco Rubio's convention speech. Rubio speaks about how he, in one generation, how his family went from the back of the room to the front of the room. Let's take a look. My dad
1: used to tell us In this country, you're going to be able to accomplish all the things we never could. A few years ago, during a speech, I noticed a bartender behind a portable bar in the back of the ballroom. I remembered my father, who worked for many years as a banquet bartender. He was grateful for the work he had, but that's not the life he wanted for us. You see, he stood behind a bar in in the back of the room all those years, so one day I could stand behind a podium in the front of a room. That journey, from behind that bar to behind this podium, goes to the essence of the American miracle. That we're exceptional not because we have more rich people here. We're special, because dreams that are impossible anywhere else, they come true here.
0: You'll notice the video for Marco Rubio was smaller. Unfortunately, we're stuck with whatever we can get at the time, it was impossible to get the full screen. But it still scored so well, because Americans love a story of success, they love a story of intergenerational improvement, and Rubio delivered that presentation so well. Now number nine is a first lady, Michelle Obama, speaking to America's youth. You'll get an idea from her first words why she is still so popular
2: today. So the young people here and the young people out there, do not ever let anyone make you feel like you don't matter or like you don't have a place in our American story because you do and you have a right to be exactly who you are. (laughs) But I also want to be very clear. This right isn't just handed to you. No, this right has to be earned every single day You cannot take your freedoms for granted. (laughs) Now, Just like generations who've come before you, you have to do your part to preserve and protect those freedoms. And that starts right now, when you're young. Mm -hmm. Right now, you need to be preparing yourself to add your voice to our national conversation. You need to prepare yourself to be informed and engaged as a citizen to serve and to lead, to stand up for our proud American values and to honor them in your daily lives. And that means getting the best education possible, so you can think critically, so you can express yourself clearly, so you can get a good job and support yourself and your family, so you can be a positive force in your communities. not all great words
0: are delivered in a speech. Some of them can be delivered in a TV studio. This conversation by Mitch Landrieu on ABC News was our eighth most powerful, most impactful language because of what he said and how he said it.
1: And I would say this to the people of America, we shouldn't just wait on whoever the president is to fix our problems. If 320 million Americans did something really kind for each other every day and just kind of pushed back on all the nastiness, we could pretty, we could move the country fairly quickly in a whole lot of different ways. And there's tons of stuff going on in the local areas. But it is clear to me that we have to get back to being respectful, being civil, to seeing each other and judging each other based on our behavior. Not race, not creed, not class, not sexual orientation, not necessarily what country we come from. And and we're being too loose with that right now. We have to be more disciplined in our focus on civility because this is the greatest country that ever was. Uh, And it will be the greatest country in coming.
0: Not all great language is delivered by an American. Tony Blair spoke to the U.S. Congress in 2003 And the reaction was incredibly favorable because he talked about an attribute that all Americans hold dear, liberty.
3: Anywhere, anytime, ordinary people are given the chance to choose. The choice is the same. Freedom, not tyranny. Democracy, not dictatorship. The rule of law, not the rule of the secret police. The spread of freedom is the best security for the free. It is our last line of defence, and our first line of attack. And just as the terrorist seeks to divide humanity in hate, so we have to unify it around an idea, and that idea is liberty. We must find the strength to fight for this idea, and the compassion to make it universal. Abraham Lincoln said, those that deny freedom to others deserve it not for themselves. And it is this sense of justice that makes moral the love of liberty. Many
0: Americans forget that John McCain was actually beating Barack Obama. And one reason why was this convention acceptance speech from 2008. If you
4: find faults with our country, make it a better one. If you're disappointed with the mistakes of government, Join its ranks and work to correct them, enlist. enlist in our armed forces, become a teacher, enter the ministry, run for public office, feed a hungry child, teach an, adu- an illiterate adult to read, comfort the afflicted, defend the rights of the oppressed. Our country will be the better, and you will be the happier, because nothing brings greater happiness in life than to serve a cause greater than yourself.
0: Arguably, the best nomination speech of any presidential candidate in any convention was delivered by Congresswoman Barbara Jordan from Texas in 1976 on behalf of Jimmy Carter. Let's listen.
5: I could list the problems which cause people to feel cynical, angry, frustrated. Problems which include lack of integrity in government, the feeling that the individual no longer counts, the reality of material and spiritual poverty, the feeling that the grand American experiment is failing or has failed. I could recite these problems and then I could sit down and offer no solutions. But I don't choose to do that either. The citizens of America expect more. They deserve and they want more than a recital of problems. We are a people in a quandary about the present. We are a people in search of our future. We are a people in search of a national community. We are a people trying not only to solve the problems of the present, unemployment, inflation, but we are attempting on a larger scale to fulfill the promise of America. We are attempting to fulfill our national purpose to create and sustain a society in which all of us
0: are equal. Unfortunately, we don't have the tape of Martin Luther King actually delivering the Let Us March speech from 1965. But we do have his sound, we do have his voice, and we do have the words. Let's listen because this is the fourth best political communication of modern times.
6: Let us therefore continue our triumphant march to the realization of the American dream. Yes, sir. Let us march on segregated housing. Yes, sir. Until every ghetto of social and economic depression dissolves, and Negroes and whites live side by side in decent, safe, and sanitary housing. Yes, let us march on segregated schools. Let us yeah. march let us, let us. until every vestige of segregated and inferior education becomes a thing of the past, mm-hmm. and Negroes and whites study side by side. Mm-hmm. In the socially healing context of the classroom. Mm-hmm. Let us march on poverty. Let us march. Until no American parent mm-hmm. has to skip a meal so that their children may eat. Yes, sir. March on poverty. Let us march. Until no starved man walks the streets of our cities and towns. Yes, sir. In search of jobs that do not exist. Yes, sir. Let us march on poverty. Let us march. Until wrinkled stomachs in Mississippi are filled. And the industries of Appalachia realize and revitalized and broken lives in sweltering ghettos amended and remolded.
0: Ronald Reagan changed America when he was elected. It was a new definition, a new voice, and a new ideology. And that ideology was presented perfectly in his 1981 inaugural address. Listen in.
4: Now, so there will be no misunderstanding, It's not my intention to do away with government. It is rather to make it work. Work with us, not over us. To stand by our side, not ride on our back. Government can and must provide opportunity, not smother it. Foster productivity, not stifle it. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth. It was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth.
0: I believe this was the best speech ever delivered by a president of the United States. It was Barack Obama 2015 on the Edmund Pettus Bridge. But this show is not about my point of view, it's about Americans. No speech we tested did better than what Obama did on that special day. Listen in. But what
7: has not changed is the imperative of citizenship. That willingness of a 26-year-old deacon or a Unitarian minister or a young mother of five to decide they love this country so much that they'd risk everything to realize its promise. That's what it means to love America. That's what it means to believe in America. That's what it means when we say America is exceptional. For we were born of change. We broke the old aristocracies, declaring ourselves entitled not by bloodline, but endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights. We secure our rights and responsibilities through a system of self-government, of and by and for the people. That's why we argue and fight with so much passion and conviction, because we know our efforts matter. We know America is what we make of it.
0: Arguably, the most powerful political words ever delivered in America were not a political speech. It was the announcement of the assassination of Martin Luther King delivered by Robert F. Kennedy in the middle of his presidential campaign. This speech was conducted at night. No notes, no preparations. Bobby Kennedy standing on the back of a truck lit only by a television camera as he speaks to a crowd of several thousand people. The rest of America burned that night, but not Indianapolis, because of the power of his words, the magic of his delivery, and to the American people, this is the most powerful political language of all
3: time. What we need in the United States is not division. What we need in the United States is not hatred. What we need in the United States is not violence and lawlessness, but is love and wisdom and compassion toward one another, feeling of justice toward those who still suffer within our country, whether they be white or whether they be black.
0: We've been doing a countdown of the best political language. This is not that, but it's brilliant and it's powerful and it sent a message to the entire world that America was not down and out, but would soon get back on its feet. Once again, the visual of it is small because the original footage is hard to find, but this is the entire statement of George W. Bush at the 9-11 site just four days after the events. Let's watch.
4: I, uh, I
6: want you all to
4: know I want you all to know that America today today is on bended knee in prayer for the people whose lives were lost here,
1: for the workers who work here, for the families who mourn. This nation stands with the good people of New York City and New Jersey and Connecticut as we mourn the loss of thousands of our
4: citizens i can hear you
1: i can hear you the rest of the world hears you
4: and the people and the people who knocked these buildings down will hear all of us soon making the nation proud, and may God bless America.
0: And one other bonus clip for you all. This did not test the best. It's not in the top ten. But arguably for Democrats, this is the most powerful evaluation of the two Americas, of the shining city on the hill, and the alternative that most people don't see. Mario Cuomo, 1988 Democratic Convention keynote speech. Let's watch.
8: But there's another city, there's another
0: part of the shining city,
8: the part where some people can't pay their mortgages, and most young people can't afford one, where students can't afford the education they need, and middle-class parents watch the dreams they hold for their children evaporate. In this part of the city, there are more poor than ever, more families in trouble, more and more people who need help but can't find it. Even worse, there are elderly people who tremble in the basements of the houses there. And there are people who sleep in the city streets in the gutter where the glitter doesn't show. There are ghettos where thousands of young people without a job or an education give their lives away to drug dealers every day. There is despair, Mr. President in the faces that you don't see, in the places that you don't visit, in your shining city. In fact, Mr. President, this is a nation... (laughs) Mr. President, you ought to know that this nation is more a tale of two cities than it is just a shining city on a hill.
0: You'll notice that none of that language has been delivered in the last few years. You'd probably acknowledge that we're a more divided country than ever before, and that our politicians seem to enhance those divisions rather than address them. Let us hope that as we approach election 2024, which as of this airing is only a year away, let's hope that one or two of these elected officials can make it onto next year's list of the ten most unifying political statements of modern times. The country needs it, and the country deserves it. On behalf of America Speaks on Straight Arrow News, I'm Frank Luntz. We'll see you again soon.